everybody welcome to another retro game night podcast i am your host damien DeCarlo, and today i have with me uh none other than hey earl lawrence hi hey how hey. you doing hey, hey. Earl. hey it's earl lawrence. <laughs> i absolutely love that that's your uh handle because i always want to just call you hey earl <laughs> there you go but hey earl was clearly taken so i had to throw in lawrence it also reminds me of when we were like younger i don't know if you remember the show hey arnold Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a song, Hey Jude. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We're really dating ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, it's so how, been- how are you, dude? Everything good? Everything's good. It's been busy. You know, summer is winding down, but it's still hot. Uh, recently just had a birthday celebration. Yeah. You just, I was about to say, you had a birthday, man. Happy birthday. Yeah. It was. Thank you. Thank you for the greeting. Um, appreciate it. A lot of people reached out. It, it's good feel the love for sure. So thank you for everybody that reached out and wished me a happy birthday. Um, yeah, I had a great time celebrating with uh, family and friends. And then my two, uh, my two beautiful daughters, uh, we, we had a great time. So it was nice. overall good. Yeah. And then back to school all in, you know, on, on top of that. So it's just been a busy, let's say busy couple of weeks since we last recorded. And then, yeah. Yeah. We've definitely uh, been busy and such as life. And like when we were kids, like when we play these retro games, we're about to talk about, we had yeah. a lot more time than we do now. Right. Such as life. That's such a good thing. Um, but, yeah. Um, just... How about you? How's everything going with you? What's new? Mr. LA? Mr. DTLA himself. That's me. The LA guy. Yeah. Work is good. I'm all over the place now. Uh, not unlike before, but um, yeah, it's just, just putting my, putting my nose to the grindstone, doing all that I can do. Uh, if I had several more arms, that would be a lot better for me. <laughs> I could yeah. do it all at once. And, and you're that guy, you know, networking is key and networking is, is what you do. Uh, excuse me. Let me make sure my phone is on silent, but yeah, networking is, is important. And, and I see you're doing a lot of that. So that's, it's really good to see you uh, out there and doing the stuff that you are with a bunch of people, a lot of great things. And uh, obviously I don't know if we talked about Comic-Con. I know you went to Comic-Con recently when it just I passed. Did. I did. How was it? It was oh, really good. Um, cool. Yeah, my girlfriend and I went for uh, all of the days, I want to say. It kind of just blended together. <laughs> it was just yeah. really a lot, but we uh, we had a great time. We ran into old friends and were able to catch up with other professionals in the industry. Um, mm-hmm. Always a good time. And it was the first one in, in uh, about two years, if I'm not mistaken. Then we had the San Diego Comic-Con due to the pandemic. So it was nice right. to come back there finally again. So everything was lifted. It was, you know, all rooms and just the yeah. of it. It felt like the original Comic-Con days pre-pandemic. I would say things feel a little different. I think people okay. are more apprehensive. Uh, the mask wearing was mandated inside at all times. So it was very, uh, wow. they were very strict on that, which was for the better because, I mean, there was just so much, so much, so much going on, so many people. And then now with this monkeypox thing going around, I think it's just getting people a little <laughs> more concerned again. Oh, yeah. So how does that work out? Like, I think it's best best to do cosplay then so if you're cosplaying yeah. you already have a mask right essentially so exactly yeah go. i was gonna say if i had a, a decent <laughs> mask, mask where i didn't have to do that i could be uh there was some guy i saw dressed up i think he was sub-zero or or scorpion for mortal Kombat. i'm like that's perfect your whole mouth is cut covered yeah. and you don't have to worry about anything <laughs> oh that's awesome 
Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, speaking of retro games, we are um, mm-hmm. recording today about a specific game, uh, Star Fox. But before we get into that, I think there may be something in the news. Uh, yeah. We do have going down. Retro gaming news. Big, big release coming out. I, in, in, you know, in my opinion, and I'm sure a lot of people that love this franchise. We have a, a release, a big release that Konami's releasing on um, on 8.30, so in the next couple days. The Teenage Mutant, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Cowabunga Collection. Uh, they're releasing it for about 40 bucks, 39.99, and there's 13 of their historical games that they have. So if you played any of these games, you know, just a run through of the quick a couple ones that I, I do remember playing and that it is on this release. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Arcade, the Turtles in Time. Uh, you have the, the Manhattan Project, Tournament Fighters. Uh, again, the Turtles in Time version four, I believe, the fourth release of it. Right. And there's all this uh, Fall of the Foot Clan uh, that was on the Game Boy. And they're releasing this on a bunch of consoles. But one important one I want to talk about or one that really stood out was the Nintendo Switch. So again, with the Nintendo Switch being where it's at, I think it's great to see that you can get all these games through one service that they're doing. And it's, again, 13 games, you order it for 40 bucks and you get to play through it. And we probably are going to walk through a couple of these games like we're doing now. I would love to, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Those those games are so impactful. I mean, ever since then, it's been even bigger than it already was and you know it's it's spawned a bunch of movies from there and then the mm-hmm. TV show was yeah. going on during that time so yeah those would be great to cover if you're a big ninja turtles fan uh you know definitely look for, look out for it 8 30 2022 release date um should be amazing and it's good good for them you know getting all of these games that they had or that we've played back in the day and again it's we're talking retro gaming you know things can right. only go so far and they're going so back now with all these new releases and they're making it you know it's jogging the memories just a little bit bringing us to when we were those ripe youthful age and being able to play these games now i think it's it's cool again and you know have yeah. our children or whatever play these games and have some relation to that but i think it's cool they're they're doing most of these retro games with uh not just uh safe states but now they're doing rewind features so you're able to just redo what you know previously you were just doing in five seconds and just like rewinding on a vcr back in the old days and so you're able to jump back and play again without having to hit certain buttons to just load a state again which is pretty convenient and i think that's brilliant Mm -hmm. that they're doing that with these games that were very difficult and the cool part about it it's like the same way you played it as a kid in the arcade it's four players it plays up to four players so you could choose you know, which character you want to play, whether it's Donatello, Michelangelo, Leonardo, or Raphael, you know, it's, and you play through the stages. And uh, I think it's, I think it's going to be a cool thing to come out. And that's, you know, the latest that I had pulled from the retro gaming news for today. Look out for that, everybody. Definitely pick it up. Um, Awesome. Well, I definitely uh, love that we're doing this episode. We're going to talk about Star Fox. This is the Star Fox, uh, the very first entry in the franchise. And this was for Super Nintendo, released in 1993. Um, This is definitely something that I think had a big, big impact because you have the special VFX chip that was included with this. This was something that was a big show off for the Super Nintendo. You had, obviously, this is not uh, too far after the uh, uh, launch of the Super Nintendo, which was yeah. great. So it came out early on, but you had 
uh, a decent, you know, uh, library of games already that were beautifully done already at this point because we were used to, you know, early Sega Genesis, but then also old Nintendo. Mm -hmm. But then you got this polished off 16 bit. You had like Zelda Link to the Past. You had, you know, Super Mario, Super Mario World and everything looked Mm -hmm. beautiful. And now you have this 3D effect that everybody remember everyone loved. Yeah, innovation very, very at its finest. I think the design of it, and they had a bunch of designers, you know, um, to help with this game. It was the first game I think that they even tested out or did or released uh, with that 3D functionality. You know, to play this game, it, it's a rail shooter game. You know, I, I think that was a good concept, and it had a great storyline behind it. Again, this microchip was a big deal uh, for Nintendo, and it right. really set them apart from this 2D world that they're used to that they used to have with Super Mario. And now you're in this version of you're in a star fighter jet, you know, and and you're going through these different uh, stages, and it has that 3D feel, and you're playing things in different uh, perspectives. You could either be in first point of view or third point of view, right? So you could see your, your spaceship in front of you, or you could be in the, you know, and there's different stages where you're right. then inside the spaceship and you're going through the asteroid world and you're shooting all these things. But yeah, I'm getting more into the gameplay itself. But yeah, the microchip was revolutionary, I think, in, in what was important with this game and what set this game apart. And now with the success they had with the Star Fox team and everybody that you know, as part of this whole, I mean, they generated multiple games after the original SN, uh, Super Nintendo Star Fox. Yeah, absolutely. The, um, well, let's get in a little bit of the plot. So the plot of the game, uh, Star Fox 1993 takes place in a fictional planetary system called the Lilat system. Uh, in this, in this system, you had a bunch of interesting creatures, but very familiar to us, animal species, such as foxes, frogs, birds, rabbits, and apes. Um, it contains the planet Corneria and Venom, which at the end would be the ultimate battle with the evil science scientists uh, known as Andros. Um, mm-hmm. This this game was your classic sci-fi yeah, sort of Star Wars vibe, and it was a different world. I think it was fun to do it with not people, but with furry animals. Animal. So it was it was already yeah. in this cute mode that they were on with Mario and all this. Um, yeah, and it still was uh, looking back just recently playing it again. It was still while it looked cutesy, it, it was dramatic. I mean, you <laughs> you lost sometimes your teammate. They would crash and they they would be like freaking out. And it was um, I, the, the music was dramatic. It was very just like yeah. a um, orchestrated sort of vibe for its 16 bit era. Yeah. And it allowed you to play with a team, even though they're all, you know, it's all staged, right? So you're not playing it as a multiplayer with other people on a console. You're playing, you know, you have three other characters behind you. And I think the characters' names for themselves, you you touch on it, but Fox McCloud, right? It's this cool right. looking Star Fox guy right behind you on your on your video there. And, you know, he's Star Fox. He has a cool jacket with a, the handkerchief, you know, just kind of like a, a, a cowboy fighter, but in space. You know, and then you have Slippy Toad, this turtle, and you would see their names and their things come up in their dialogue sequence. And you have Peppy Hare, the the rabbit, and then Falco Lombardi. Like, think about something really cool. Like, Falco is just this really cool character. He's in, in on my picture here. 
Yeah. Uh, but Falco looks like just this evil, like, cool, I got your back type of guy. And let's go in, you know, you're the leader, you're the Star Fox leader, but you have a cool crew behind you, um, in, you know, going through this, uh, going through these different stages in this planet, uh, you know, fighting against the forces of Andros. <laughs> yeah, it was really exciting. I remember that, uh, when playing this game, you, <laughs> it was, it's funny when you remember when you're a kid later on it yeah. it sticks with you like the things that stick with me with playing star fox was a certain level of anxiety but it was a fun anxiety it wasn't like yeah frustrating it wasn't horrible it was just like you're 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 trying to multitask in the sense of like you're trying to shoot everything in the way you're also yeah. saving your teammates because sometimes they would message you like i'm getting a hit and you're just like oh crap i need to save my teammate right. here. And yeah you need like, to just start blasting away and figure out yeah. right behind them you're gonna shoot and save your teammate and they're like doo, 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 and they'll say thank you for saving me star you know exactly yeah, <laughs> yeah. and then, then the sound effects were kind of funny when they would talk too i mean it wasn't like completely um unheard of that there would be video games with voice but like this case it was just mumbling with text but um i do recall in this cartridge i remember it, there would be the uh the guy in the, i forget his name but uh the looked like a uh, hound that was your general and you would say good luck that was your like, general yeah, <laughs> yeah just and, like little things like that were new for a cartridge and i know we're talking about the og star fox for the snes and then you know star fox 64 came out and it just blew your mind again because you're yeah. just like what and you're coming out of this shoot and you're flying through you know as you're entering the tunnel you're like dude you got all these people you got your characters going in they're boarding the ship and you know it's all this really cool things we're used to seeing now but back then you were just like this is like you're ready to play your hands are on the remote control you're like getting anxious you're like let's go start you know shooting up these you know other spaceships but right the difference between obviously the 64 version and the SNES was really, you know, the, the spaceship itself. The spaceship was simple when you first saw it, but it still had that sequence of you're flying out through this little tunnel, but you see the squares and it's a lot of pixelated um, images. I think I don't want to say pixelated, but it's more like, I think, dot, you, I you, think know, you mean like, polygons, polygons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. The actual word is polygons. It, it's a lot of polygons. Um, and obviously that's probably just because of, you know, what the, 16-bit could do you know didn't have that much um... well here, here's the crazy thing about that is actually 16-bit yeah. didn't really do that that's what's funny pixelated actually is what was part of uh 16-bit but here's what's funny is that what it did and the speed it would play is on par with already what would become the playstation one and this was years before the playstation one came out or mm -hmm. years before mm -hmm. the sega saturn so this was yeah. very revolutionary and it and it was smooth it wasn't running like a turtle the whole time it was you know pretty awesome for a uh i want to say 60 hertz uh crt television it was really yeah it, it flowed really well so and this was way out of its time right and the spaceship had you know it was all based off of triangles right so it was right. all these triangle shapes put together and the controlling of it which you know when you got the super nintendo you had these four buttons and then you also had the left and right toggles and you're like right. well, what are these for now and you could actually barrel roll this spaceship to avoid certain things go through and i'm like this is cool and i remember just let me just you know go ahead and go through it and your spaceship is doing this and it's, it's turning this way and you're like wow that's cool because before you're just used to the up down left right directional 
right. now you have your spaceship doing all this crazy stuff and you know while you're shooting and blasting stuff away uh you're also trying to avoid these towers that are trying to come down and go through or go under and yeah it it's it's, it's uh it's weird that we had right before this the original nintendo with just two buttons and then now we go from two to six buttons six. And so yeah. that took a lot of getting used to. And this wasn't a time where a lot of buttons were around. So this was, you know, like yeah. a new thing to get used to and, and, and get so like acquainted a bumper. with. What's a bumper button? And then yeah, now exactly. you play those yeah. and there's two Now triggers, we call them right? bumpers, those right? Those yeah. yeah. But it, it was really cool. I think the um, the training program in the game offered in the beginning was really nice because you're able to just, you know, practice run it, which was unique yeah. for a lot of the games that came out. I don't, I, I can recall maybe... I, I, I don't know if it's pilot wings or F zero. I was just about to say that. Yes. That reminded me of pilot wings because pilot wings was that where you would jump through and you would go through this, like, you know, let's say you're skydiving, like the, like the loops and these rings. Yeah. Yeah. There's rings and you're falling down again. It's, it's 2d. So you're just seeing yourself fall and then you're going through these rings. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Pilot wings was such a cool game too. Yeah, absolutely. That. Yeah. That definitely deserves props, but yeah, for, for this kind of game, Flying in the sky in a spaceship. Um, so this this game was what's classified as a rail shooter. And this would be on par with what some people may not realize. Rail shooters, it's not specific to just spaceship games. You have, um, if you recall, uh, Time Crisis, that shooting game. Yeah. That's that's a mm -hmm. real, that's a real um shooter. So the games that the stage. Yeah. The, the, yeah, the games that carry you along and you're just doing specific actions with where it's carrying you. Um, so it's not it's not linear in the sense that 2D is just moving from left to right. This is 3D, but it's actually going a certain way. You're you're kind of making moves in a movie, if you if you will. Um, yeah. A lot of the games that would be reminiscent of those things would be something like, um, see, I had some of them here. Uh, Tempest, for those that maybe remember that from the yeah, 80s in the arcade, that's uh, like you're in a tunnel in a ship and you're you're also doing the same thing just kind of maneuvering around that's also a rail shooter um as i mentioned time crisis uh house of the dead those are those are those would be the classifications for um this kind of game it would be that style um with this dating. game i, I oh, oh sorry good what were you gonna say no i was just gonna say dating back to this game too i think you know those original rail shooters i don't think they had like such a storyline except to just go through these stages and you just kind of blast everything on site i think this one had a really cool story about you know the fox yeah. and going through these different stages and when you first start off you have i believe it was like a hard medium or normal easy right so you could choose which direction on how to end right. up but overall it had a really cool storyline for the game which kind of had that extra like ooh, like now i want to beat it now i want to play it more instead of just you could put a real shooter game be like wait cool i'm just gonna blast everything inside and get to the level and finish the game be right done. this one you could follow through and you're like oh cool where's the fox gonna take us or where are we gonna go next or what's this stage look like or how am i gonna you know avoid these uh, asteroids that are coming into my my way or whatever it is I, I thought it had a lot of depth to the video game itself when they first came out where it wasn't just like the same thing you would see over and over yeah, absolutely. This game had a high replay value. Um, just just remembering right now, as you said this, uh, the different paths you can take when you finish the first level, you can take a path through certain uh, alignment of mm -hmm. planets, and then you can take another yeah. path and all would end up at the same place to face uh, Andros at the end. But it was nice that you had different ways of 
different ways of going about playing this game, uh, different paths, I should say. Difficulty so the... levels. <laughs> that's what it was, too. The difficulty levels for those paths are different. Oh, so that's what that was. So each one had a different yeah. difficulty then. Okay. Yeah. So right. I, I would imagine then they would look a little different too, which was kind of cool. Yeah. You would be able to play hard and it would look different than it would on easy. Yeah. You would have more action. You know, you have more fighters. You'll have, you know, one of those where it's just a little bit harder to get through. So this game um, was originally uh, a, a prototype on the NES back in the day. It was an 8-bit game called Star Glider. It, um, it was later released as Star Glider 2, if I'm not mistaken, but it was it had early stages where it tried to do sort of a 3D vibe, um, but cartridges were so limited back then as far as what you could put on there. I can't even remember right now, but yeah. we're talking megabytes. I mean, I want to say... 10 megabytes yeah. of cartridge something ridiculous like that i mean that might be a little generous even um so these games had so so much so much uh imagination for, for what could actually fit on the cartridge um so i appreciate that i appreciate that they they even tried pushing the boundaries back in, in 8-bit games um props to the programmers for that yeah i think uh the history of it too and how they the concept and design uh, if, if you saw or read some of the research on the concept and design too, on how they came up with the Fox and everything like that, um, you know, it, the development team led by Shigeru Miyamoto redesigned what had been a tech demo into the real shooter. So I think they were just trying to do what you were saying, where right. it was, they're just trying to develop this game and it became this very cool real shooter. And they got, and I, I, was reading that he had this vision and how he got like all these characters through uh, some place. And I, I, I want to say there's a shrine. Um, it's a fox holding a key in its mouth at the main gate of the Fushimi Inari shrine in Japan. And I guess that's where he really absorbed this information of like, okay, well, I can do something with this fox and the right. other characters came into play. And it just was this whole aspect of, going through this process of then now we're going to design this game based off of these characters, not of normal people or not of this. We're going to go really uh, out there with it. And I think that was um, awesome to do in the concept of it. And it feels like it wasn't rushed. I'm sure they developed the development team took a long time, especially in trying to redesign uh, what we know as the, the, was it the FX chip or what was the um, right? The FX chip, super, super, the FX super chip. FX chip was in itself going through stages two of development but this was the release with that chip that kind of set everything up in there you know again star fox became this really cool game and i remember first getting the game as a child and i'm like okay this is you're seeing the commercials you're seeing all um the things about you know this new game release or whatever and you're hearing it from your friends and once it released you're playing it and you're like just mind blown you're just so excited to play this new game and be able to sit play it in this 3d um rail shooter like we said i think you know the concept of it too and you know back in the day i don't know when top gun came out i know we're just talking top gun recently because of the new movie but yeah. it's that you know, you're playing this fighter jet and that's what it is it's a fighter jet in a spaceship version but it looks like a fighter jet like a typical f-14 or f-18 whatever fighter jet uh this is the r-wing that's crazy that you brought that up. Yeah, you're you're absolutely right. I never I'd never thought of that. This is completely Top Gun vibes. I mean, you have your buddies and yeah, yeah and jets next to you flying. I can't think of the other yeah. games uh being that way before in NES. They not to my knowledge, they were just, right. you know, 
these ones that like our type or whatever that were just you know or or um right and it came out ones yeah and it came out you could do those barrel rolls you could do those things and you're like oh well i remember watching a movie or again seeing this and you're like right. those are fighter jets that is so cool but again you you add this extra layer of these cool characters yeah this extra layer of this you know asteroids and things that are coming in your way that you have to avoid versus just like just you know jet to jet combat i think that was right. a, a really cool aspect of it even you know going to like the other missions that they had and again you have your wingman that you have to protect i think it was really cool yeah yeah all that was just major movie vibes very sci-fi movie vibes the uh yeah the success of star fox i mean this this had uh so many sequels i mean you had star fox 64 um you had uh star fox adventures you had star fox assault these were for the gamecube um star fox command star fox zero i mean this this just went on and on and then the unreleased sequel star fox 2 was developed um in the in the 90s but was canceled due to the fact that they were developing at the time the nintendo 64 um the sequel to star fox was later released we got that in the u.s for the super nintendo classic edition the little mini super nintendo for those that have it you, you have that on there yeah um, which was released back in 2017. So we didn't we didn't uh, lose out on that, and it was very much like the first Star Star Fox, just probably a little, um, I guess you could say, just a little more art artsy. It wasn't as polygonish as the first one, um, but it right. was still cool nonetheless. And they still utilized a lot of those um, elements into Star Fox 64 when it came out. So really, really happy to have this in the collection. I uh, I have very fond memories. I. I think it's going to be the case with most of these games I'm bringing up that back in my day, <laughs> it, it was a big thing to rent these. So I used to rent this at a, by the blockbuster and I used to, yeah. you know, I couldn't wait to play it. And um, this wasn't a game that uh, saved your progress. So uh, I have to like think back, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it did not save your progress. So you had to spend those grueling hours playing through it. Um, and I really had some great memories on it and it wasn't, necessarily a multiplayer game but it was a really um engaging first player game that was that really really got yeah. you it's just really, i remember really going, you in. getting home and then beating a couple of the stages and then it would be dinner time and you know i wouldn't hit next you know so you would just pause it or whatever and just hope that it doesn't shut off on you because otherwise you'd have to start over because it didn't right. have those safe features um just, you know, just pray it, that the power wouldn't go off by using the microwave yeah, in the or something yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's that i think it, it was really cool to you know bring this up again and i think you know for me personally i think it's one of those franchises that stand out there or that has really that staple into game development you know we're talking we always talk about super marios and how great that franchise is i think star fox for me is up there with that franchise i know we talked about final fantasy for role-playing games and other games like that but star fox is is pretty badass it's it has a lot of things um a lot of innovative things that really changed the gaming world and you can see now in today's games you know now these characters are you know still you, you know you'll see you see someone that's gonna let's say cosplay a star fox you're like dude that's star fox like that that guy's you it's, know really it's so it. known now yeah. everyone knows what it is i mean there's no going around it it's not anyone you know gonna ask you know what is that everybody right. knows uh, at this point if you know you gaming you'll know yeah 
for Halloween, dude, we should we should go as like the the team Star Fox. We just got two other people. I'll be I'll be Falco Lombardi for sure. I guess I'll be Star Fox. <laughs> we'll just say Toad got yeah. shot down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Usually he's Slippy. the one that's getting shot down because or Toad Slippy the one? or the hair. No, it's Peppy. Peppy, Peppy Pe hair. Peppy. Oh, the there's Pe Peppy's the oh. bunny rabbit, and then Slippy's the, the yeah. toad. Okay, okay. I had to remember Slippy's that. Yeah. Yep. Um, so before we wrap this up, we we have a very, as you know, Earl, a very scientific, a very, very uh formulated, uh, been practiced for years before implementing it to our podcast yes. rating, rating system. system. So rating system. we have a rating system that we're gonna do. And for those that don't know, there is showcase it, which means you love it. You're going to put it up on your wall, laminate it, seal it. It is a mm -hmm. amazing product. Uh, the other one is one and done. You'd love the time that you had it, but it's worth a rental or maybe just a stream if it was a movie or just a quick play or the last but not TP. least toilet paper. TP. <laughs> TP. <laughs> so oh. um, what would you give this Earl and why? And again, going through what i just said earlier this is this is legendary this is up there for me because i remember playing this game i have good fond memories of this game this goes up there with the rankings so this yeah this is definitely showcase worthy for me this exact game not even 64 or anything like that i would take the snes version star fox the og star fox and showcase it uh it had a lot of things that me as a kid i like growing up again you know uh fighter pilot jets, things that were cool back then. And I used to have, you know, firefighter jet uh, posters on my wall. And that's why I said this reminded me a lot about that, you know, seeing again Top Gun back in the day and all this right. stuff. Uh, I personally would showcase this. And for any of those that are younger and that haven't played it yet, you know, just think about the technology it was back then and try not to compare it to anything else that you have now. And just kind of absorb it and be like, this is pretty cool. You know, it's talking about, I mean, you're flying through this game. You're not playing, again, I don't I don't want to date myself where I'm talking about a previous Too game. Late for that. <laughs> yeah, this, this, this game is a showcase. With that said, Damon DiCarlo, what would you rank this game? This game also, without a doubt, is a showcase for me. And the reason why is it's very similar to yours. It's something that... Uh, again, you cannot look at this game in 2022 and not give it major props for the fact that you had to remind remind yourself this is not a 32-bit game like a PlayStation CD-ROM game. This was a cartridge 16-bit game. This was uh, revolutionary in all its ways. It was fun to play. The replay value, I mean, to this day, I would replay it again and again. It's just... I, I'm not tired of it. Uh, the music was awesome. The yeah. little drama of saving your teammates. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, and you get the beep, 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 these alerts and stuff. These alerts. And yeah. The yeah. dialogues. Yeah. I, I give it 100% showcase. I definitely would. Um, I mean, I, I do own the original copy still, so I definitely would put it up on a wall. Nice. If I haven't yet, I probably will. <laughs> yeah. Now I, it's one of those. It's a collector's item. Um, you played the Super Smash Brothers. Did you ever play... Uh, Fox McCloud. I did. I did. Yeah? I, I wasn't okay. great. What was with his Star special Fox. power? Um, he had a ray gun. <laughs> That's what okay. I remember. Um, all right. We do cool flips and stuff. I, I don't remember all his powers. I was more of a Metroid yeah. Samus uh, character. That That's I, what I was going to say. I Metroid. That. <laughs> you so. know, you made it when different franchises aren't Super Smash Brothers. You just and I think that's what it is, too. You know, this this game itself. And I don't know if any of the other characters made it on. I know. I know Fox McCloud was on 
you know, Super Smash Brothers. I don't know about the yeah. other three three characters. I, but... I believe he stayed throughout. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Smash that's Brothers cool. was definitely that's that's when you know you've made a good impactful Nintendo game when you make a Smash Brothers game, you know, part of the compilation. Yeah, for sure. Um so yeah, yeah he he did very well. So awesome. I would definitely encourage those that have not played Star Fox. It is available on the Switch, the Nintendo Switch right now. If you go to the uh, Super Nintendo, uh, I don't know if you would call it the download downloadable app or just the channel, but it's the Super Nintendo section. You you get that with your subscription. Star Fox yeah. is on there. You can save state it, um, which is great. So you can just save your progress and either play it on your TV or uh, take it on the go. Definitely get it. Pick it up. That's cool. Do it. So we definitely want to do more games like this. I would love to do Turtles, uh, uh, if not next, definitely coming up. And um, let us know yeah. what you guys think of Star Fox. Let us know what games you would like us to cover. Uh, we definitely do that. But before we do go, uh, Earl, where can folks find you on social media? Y'all can find me on. Y'all. <laughs> you, guys <can> follow- <laughs> Y'all. you guys can follow me on Instagram. Hey, Earl Lawrence right here boop, boop. if you see that name uh go ahead and uh you know send send that request over and uh you know i'll accept but yeah you follow me on hey earl lawrence on instagram send all DM your me. love letters to hey earl lawrence <laughs> yeah hit him hit the dms, hit the DMs. <laughs> just slide on in the no. dms yeah uh, no no okay. <laughs> uh you guys can find me at damien with an a underscore de carlo at, on instagram uh collectively with all i do you can find me on my website www.makingageek.com and uh until next time everybody i just say something simple just stay calm and game on game on Good night, everybody later bye <laughs>